Y'all just, just get ready. God, God's not done with you yet. God's not done with this yet. You know, I'm, I'm inundated with, with magazines. I'm inundated with all kinds of literature and all kinds of crazy things. And, and uh, why I, I came to church today and why Uline, who is a, a, a warehouse supplier, sends us a, a catalog that is this thick. <laughs> but one of the magazines that I, I came across uh, was a, a, a minister's magazine. And it, it asked the question, it, it polled about 100 different pastors from different denominations of, of, of looking ahead to 50 years. What, what do you see and what do you identify as the greatest challenge that is facing us and a church uh, within the next 50 years? I found it interesting that a Presbyterian or a Methodist pastor wrote these words that just kind of, it just jumped out at me. He said, the greatest challenge facing the local church in the next 50 years is the same one that has faced the church the past 50 years or the past 2,000 years to enable our congregation to be half as interesting as Jesus. And that stuck out with me. Why do you think Jesus uh, just drew a crowd anywhere as he went? Because people were interested and who he was and what he was doing and what he was all about. And can I say this to the church? That is true. That if we could only be half as interesting as Jesus, people will be drawn to you and people will be drawn to this church. Jesus said in Luke, and this you can sit down after this, Luke 12 and 49. I'm going to read from the, the, the new international version because it, it, it gives... Uh, uh, a, a little bit different. It said, I came to send fire on the earth. Luke 12 and 49. I came to send fire on the earth and how I wish it were already kindled. He said, I'm come to send fire on the earth. And it says, I, if it would already be kindled. He's saying, I wish it was already kindled. I wish it was already started. So I want the church to know because I feel the fire of the Holy Ghost that have already started in this church. But I want to ask you personally, how's your fire? We can talk about the church fire. We can talk about the fire of the Holy Ghost. But I want to bring it personal to you. I want to bring it personal to me because God is dealing with me on this. How's your fire? Don't look at the person across the aisle from you. Don't look at the spouse sitting next to you. You ask the question, how's my fire? What's my fire doing? Because I believe God wants to start a fire in this place today. And I believe God wants to reignite a fire in all of us. Because I believe as we are standing in the last days, if we are entering into the end times, I believe he's trying to wake up every saint of God. And I believe he's speaking to every pastor in every church. Come on, we need to ignite a fire. Where's the fire? Where's the passion? We need to be passionate about what we are doing. And we need to understand that God is wanting a Holy Ghost fire to erupt in our lives, corporate as a body, but in me in general and in you. Lord, start a fire in my heart right now. God, ignite that fire one more time. Lord, start a fire in this church. Start a passion in this church one more time, oh God. In the name of Jesus, clap your hands one more time to your God.
How many remember the Disney character? And this is going back a bit. Maybe the younger ones don't, under, don't know who this is. But little Tigger. How many remember what Tigger was passionate about? He was a bouncer. We need some Tiggers in the church. He was passionate about jumping. Unless he was jumping, nothing else mattered. Tigger didn't feel alive unless he was jumping. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Who you are, it doesn't matter how old you are or how young you are. It doesn't matter how tall, how short, how handsome or how beautiful you are. Each of us cares about something passionately. We are passionate about something. There's something that makes our hearts burn. There's something that, that makes our faces light up. There's a subject or an interest that we just ignite when we hear somebody talking about it. It may be different throughout the congregation, but, but, but we're passionate about something. I can hear somebody talking about maybe a Sister Sandy who's passionate about baking. I hear Brother Zachary who might be passionate about soccer. I know a preacher that might be passionate about arcade games. There's something that will spark an interest or spark a conversation. And if you listen long enough to somebody, you'll, you'll know what his or her passion is. Check the person's calendar. See where they're spending their money. You'll see real quick what they're passionate about, what they're interested in. Because there is a passion that every one of us has. And where your passion is, that's where your energy will be. That's where your enthusiasm will be. Because there's a fire that's inside. There's a fire about this. Jesus had that passion. He had a fire about him. People would were interested. They, when he spoke, he spoke passionately. When he talked about a love for the lost, he did it with passion. When he spoke concern of people, he did because that was his fire. He had this passion. He had this compulsion, this drive that, that can just drove him forward. He said in John chapter 9, uh, verse number 4, said, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night comes when no one can work. That was his passion. That's what pushed him forward. Finishing the work that the Father set before him. That's what drove him forward. I want you to know we need that passion. Churches are getting filled with passionless Christians. That's why people are falling away and people don't come to church because there's no passion for what God had passion for. Finishing the work. I say this, you've been around me long enough to know that quitting is not an option. I do not give up. I talk and we spoke to my family. We don't give up. If you start something, you stick with it. You don't quit that. I find it interesting as I start to travel throughout the district and I go to visit a couple churches and seeing people out and about or at campgrounds, what have you. And I understand what they're saying and I appreciate the kind words, but it's almost like they're surprised that I'm still existing after my wife passed. Oh, I hear how good you're doing. We're just so happy how good you're doing. What do you expect me to do? Did you just expect me to crawl in a hole and just ex not exist anymore? Did you just expect me to give up on my God and give up on my family and give up on my church and just go away nevermore? I, 
Quitting is not an option because my, my soulmate's no longer here doesn't mean that, that my, what God has placed before me is over. Because finishing this race should be a passion for every one of us. And finishing what God has started should be a passion. And just because she's no longer with me doesn't mean my life is over. No, it means I continue on. It gets a little bit harder and it gets a little lonely. But I will not give up because we don't quit and we don't give up. And we need a passion for God. We need a passion for church. I do not want to pastor a passionless church. just so happy at how you're doing. I get the kind words. But I started on this journey 10 years ago as a pastor of True Tabernacle Church, and I won't let nothing stop that besides God himself. Finishing the work is what Jesus started on. That's what pushed him forward. To be half as interesting as Jesus means that we got to be like Jesus. To be half as interesting as him means that we need to have the same fire that he had a fire for, the same passion that he had a passion for. Let me say this, the lost was Jesus' passion. We need to have a better passion for the lost in this church. We need to be hungry for lost souls. We need to have compassion on those that are hurting. Because it's the fire that keeps us going. In dark times, it's the fire and the compassion and the drive that will keep you going forward. It's the fire that he had that challenged him, even in the darkest times. And he challenged the status quo. He challenged those that were in high places. He challenged those because he had a drive and a fire. It was that fire and passion that caused him to clear the temple out of all those that were perverting what the temple was there for. In John chapter number 2, verse 17, he said this, Passion for God's house burns within me. It's the passion for God's house. You want to know why the church pews are empty in Sundays now? It's because people have lost the passion for church. Come on. People have lost the passion for the love of their God. It's gone. They're not passionate about it anymore. Let me say this. There's nothing more important than me being here on Sunday morning to worship my God. It's not that I get to go or I have to go to church. Nobody woke me up and said, Pastor, you got to preach today, so you got to go to church. No, I could have stayed home. I could have called him, Brother Wilson. I'm taking a sick day today. But I get to go to church. I want to go to church. I want to go worship my God. I want to be around God's people. You've got to have a passion for it. So we need this burning passion with this. So I ask the church, and I'm asking you right now, how's your Holy Ghost fire? How's that fire inside of you? Is it burning bright today, or is it going dim? Is it burning bright for everybody, or is it long gone out? Because passion is the difference between authentic worship and just a You gotta be passionate about your worship. You gotta be passionate about your praise because there's gonna be days where you come to the church where you don't feel like praising. Y'all looking at me like, Pastor, you're just nuts. There's days when you're 
the, the, cloud, the, the clouds are covering everything and the sun is not out. There's going to be days when that body's going to be hurting and you stayed up a little bit too late last night. Doing things that please you. Oh, I was up all night in a prayer meeting, Pastor. Oh, you better come up here and repent right now. I'm worn out, Pastor, man. Me and Jesus. Woo, we had a praise time last night to two in the morning. Oh, come on. You were on Facebook to at least one. deserves all the praise he didn't have to save this crazy man but he did he didn't have to save you but he did we don't he's been too good a god for me to hold my praise in but we got to be passionate because there's days when i don't feel like praising and there's days where everything seems to be going wrong and there's days when people are getting on my last nerve work in the service industry you do you ask you ask a sister Allison about dealing with customers and she'll tell you watch that head shake no I don't like dealing with it there are days when I don't know who I am or I don't know which direction I'm facing there are days when I'm all I'm wondering if my head's above water or down below. But one thing is for sure. I need to be passionate about worshiping my God. What would happen to an apostolic church if everybody came in through those doors saying, I'm going to worship my God passionately today. It don't matter how I feel. It don't matter how it looks. It don't matter how it sounds. But I'm going to worship God passionately today. God needs a church that is passionate about worship. And God needs a church that is passionate about prayer. Because it's passion that drives you forward. Oh, raise your hands. Clap your hands. Okay. He said the zeal of the house, the passion. Greek word for zeal means something fervent, a fervent devotion. Are you passionate about your relationship for God? Or is just I'll come to church and feel him on Sunday? No. You know why families fall apart? You want to know why marriages fall apart? Because they're not passionate about each other. We've got to be passionate about our walk with God. If you're walking with God willy-nilly, half-heartedly, you're not going to make it. Jesus had this passion. And I say, we should have this passion. I want to encourage somebody today. Where are you today? Where is the fire that's within you? Where is the passion for God's kingdom? Where is the passion for your walk with God? Because I'm finding this not only in this church, but wherever I go. Passion for the kingdom is gone AWOL. It's why there's empty pews. 
That's why there's empty seats. Because they're passionate about partying the night before. They're passionate about sleeping in. They're passionate about what they want to do, but they're not passionate about God. Come on. The fire just simply died down. How many remembers that moment that God filled you with the Holy Ghost? You remember the excitement? You remember what happened? It was just instant fire. It was exciting. I wanted to shout. I wanted to scream. But after a while, that fervency just kind of dies down a little bit. Bring that passion back, God. Bring that worship back, God. That fire that just is there. Found this interesting. The Gallup poll surveyed 13,000 people in 130 different countries who were once churchgoers. They used to go to church faithfully. The question was asked to them, what would need to happen for you to return to a church? And the number one answer was passion in the lives of the members of the church. That surprised me. Passion in other people's lives. Passion in the congregation of the church. Because something was missing. Because you see, if the church is on fire, if worship is on fire it draws people I don't want to come to a dead church oh you did not hear me I do not want to come to a dead church I do not want to pastor a dead church but I want a church that's on live and on fire for God and who wants to worship and who wants to get involved well we're going outside pastor let's go outside we're going to have church outside we're meeting in downtown let's go ahead and meet downtown I want a church that's on fire because a church that's on fire will attract people it will attract people that are excited about God. Because fire and a passion for the Holy Ghost and for church is what needed in this day. There's enough dead stuff being talked about all around. There's enough negativity wherever you go. But give me something positive. Give me a passion, a church to talk about. And I'll show you somebody that will want to be here. Understand, there are times in our service, in our lives, where things just get kind of comfortable. Kind of the same old, same old. We get in a routine. We get kind of in a funk where maybe things just aren't. Now, don't get me wrong. Not every service is swing from the chandelier service. But I'm ready if it is. Come on. Is it time, Lord? Is that one? Okay, not now. Okay. I don't want to be out of order. But I've seen people that put more passion and more energy in work than worship. Oh, they won't be late for work, man. They'll fly through traffic. They'll do 90 miles an hour down the highway to get on time. It's okay to be late for church. I've seen more people put more energy 
and more passion in a ball game than they will in a church service. Oh, I'll shout and holler when the Cowboys lose. Oh, I'm sorry, did I say that out loud? Forgive me, brother, I didn't mean to say that out loud. Do you understand what I'm saying? We can hoop and we can go crazy at a ball game. Boy, it's going to take a lot to get me to say something out loud here in church. I see more people passionate about talking on a phone or being on a phone than to worship in church. It's a sign of the days, sign of the times. I've seen more people more passionate in a McDonald's drive-thru than I have seen. is what's missing it's a missing commodity you ever listen to people talk about their walk with God hmm. the Bible says out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks you show me somebody who's excited to go to church can't wait to go to church I can't wait to hear what Brother Wilson is going to teach today. I can't wait to hear what the music is. I can't wait to worship my God out of the abundance of the heart. Somebody that's passionate about church will talk about church. Somebody that's passionate about church, you can't keep them away from church. I can't wait to be in church. I can't wait till next week we get to see puppets. There's nothing greater than the guy. You people that don't like coming to kids' service, man, I'm praying for you. I love going to kids' service, man. They are the best. I like the adult jokes that just fly right over the kids' heads. <laughs> yes, even to a kid's service. I'm passionate. I can't wait for it. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And if our heart is on fire, it's going to make its way out here. Because I've seen too many people talking negative negative about the pastor negative about the church negative about the music he goes too long he preaches too long and my rear end's getting sore why don't he just end it brother wilson i will admit church cannot wait for you to come back and teach this morning the clock did not mean anything to me last week totally oblivious oh we stopped early on the first service i'm sorry i haven't done it bit old and, and, and creaky in the teaching department. That's why we got the best right there. But all this negativity, guess what? It's right here. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Words of hatred, words of meanness, words of just vindictive that are meant to hurt because it's right here. Out of the abundance of the heart, what's in here will eventually make its way out here. But watch people's energy. Watch where they, they put their passion. I've seen people that are just not enthusiastic about coming to church anymore. Walk in like zombies. I'm not preaching to anybody in this church. I'm just talking about the life I've seen people. Preach. Get it over with. You know what's happening in the denominal world and in this apostolic church? 
is their spiritual sand dust being put in people's eyes. Just, just close your eyes, go to sleep. Don't worry about what the preacher's speaking. Don't worry about what's going on. Just, until we're wooed to sleep and not even seeing the signs of the times, not even understanding the day that we're living. Do you understand that the taking of the church could be at any time? That in a moment, in the twinkle, he's not going to give a warning. I always wonder what would happen if we actually have a tornado the first Tuesday of the month at 10 o'clock. It's just a test. I ain't paying attention. Just my house gets destroyed. Jesus said at the moment, he's not going to put it on Facebook. Hey, I'm coming next week. He's coming to take his church. I want to be ready. But in order for me to be ready, I've got to be passionate about it. Because two's going to be working. One's going to be taken. And the other one's going to be left. You know who's going to be left? The one that wasn't passionate about their walk. But I find enthusiasm just seems to go to go by the sidelines after time. As enthusiastic, the first time the Patriots won the Super Bowl. Second time was okay. It was good. Third time, all right, here we go again. But you're saying we, we can come to a church service, a blowout service, and have a great time. And then we can get to a service where that doesn't happen. And after so many services, we seem to forget what happens. We just get used to the same old, same old. We get, we get used to not hanging for the chandeliers. I want to be ready. I want to be ready. I want to be so that the preacher doesn't have to pump me up to worship. The music doesn't have to be there to get me jumping and to get me worship my God. See, we come so so prone and, and we get so programmed that, that I can't worship unless that, that drum has got a good beat going. Until it's one of the new, the new worship songs and I don't know what they are. I can't keep up with what's new and what's hip. But you understand, it doesn't matter if it's deeper, deeper. Come on, that's right. Amen. That's right. I haven't heard that song since the Grand City days. But you see, it doesn't matter if it's a new worship song or it's an old hymnal. The worship should be there. It should be there. I found out there's there's four four indicators of people that have lost their passion or passion is, is going away. That fire is growing dim. People that just get into a routine with no passion. They just show up. People that serve, but they have no real substance about them. They're just shallow, shallow worship, shallow prayers. People that are in difference with one another. No unity. And people that are used to making compromise. 
four indications that a person's passion and fire is going away, just going through the motions. Not really excited about being in church. Not excited about going into downtown on outreach. So I asked the question to everybody's here, how's your fire? How's your fire? Are you excited when we say we're going to go out on outreach and we're going to hand out cards and we're going to try and get as many kids here as possible? Ah, that ain't for me. I don't let somebody else do that. How's your fire? Let me say this. We need to be passionate about the souls of these little ones. We need to be passionate about these little ones. Because if we're not passionate about it, let me tell you, there's a world that will be. There's a world that would love to get their claws on their minds and on their souls. I'm passionate about the future church. I'm passionate about these kids. Well, let me say this. I've recognized some areas of how fires seem to go out. People that isolate themselves is a sure way to let the fire grow dim. If you think you can do this by yourself and you don't want to be with God's people and you can just live life on your own, you're mistaken. You need a church. You need an assembly to go to. I heard this story. The preacher that visited with, with one of his saints who haven't been there in a long time. It was wintertime. He simply showed up at the front door and and guy invited him in. It's evening time and had a fire going in the fireplace. Pastor didn't say anything. They sat down chairs in front of the fire. Pastor just simply got the, got the tongs and picked up a, a coal, hot coal that was in the fire and just simply placed it on the hearth and just sat back down. And the saint that was being visited just kind of looked at him like, okay, when's he going to start talking? It's kind of strange when a pastor just shows up and doesn't say anything. He sat there and watched as that coal just died down to nothing. Just, just, a, just a piece of burnt wood. He picked that coal back up and placed it back in the middle of the fire. Guess what? It ignited again. It started to burn. And it turned red again. And the pastor just simply got up and put his coal on and started to walk out. The saint said, all right, Pastor, thank you for visiting me. Thank you for that fiery message. I got it. You see, as a corporate, I may be down today, but when I get in the midst of saints of God that are on fire, saints of God that are worshiping and praising, that gets me excited and that gets me open. You see, we need one another because there's going to be times as a glory when you're going to be kind of, I need a little bit of help. But that's where the church comes in and holds hands with one another and says, we're going to get through this and we're going to praise together and we're going to worship together. It gets me excited when I see the church getting excited. I ain't going to be the only one just standing around. You guys are all shouting and jumping and running around. I ain't going to be standing here like an idiot just watching. I'm going to be right there worshiping with you. We need one another. 
We need praise and worshipers. We need saints of God that will shout together. So if you think you could do this all by yourself, you're mistaken. The truth is, I, I need you guys more than you know. I'm thankful for my church. I'm thankful. Because separated from the family of God, separated from the holy people, we start getting cold. We start, we start, our, our fire starts getting dim. And let's face it, we live in a cold world. I don't, I, I don't have to tell you that for you to understand. It's a cold world out there. Where the love of people have just gone away. I heard a song from, you know, you know me, I'm, I'm just an old codger. I heard a song from the 60s. It's just so, right, so simple. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. It's the only thing that there's just, there's just not enough. If we could just be kind to one another, isn't that a novel idea of just general kindness towards mankind, kindness for one another? It's not there anymore, church. We don't just simply let our kids go out and play in the streets till 9, 10 o'clock at night. Because it's a scary world. It's a cold world. And we need one another. And seeking approval from the wrong people. Listen. My ministry isn't based on what somebody thinks about it outside of this church. I don't need somebody's approval to understand my calling of God. But if you need approval and you're seeking approval from somebody outside of this church, there's trouble for you. Let me, let me give this illustration. What's going on in, the, in, in church. So I read this book. It took place in the 1700s, back in the, the, gold, in the gold rush days. And there was an old crate that was found in an antique store that they used in the 1700s to haul dynamite. And stuff, as you know, pretty, pretty powerful stuff. So they would pack it with dynamite, but they would make it so it's safe for ship, to ship the dynamite from one place to another. But now it sits in an antique store and there's just junk that's in it. The power is gone. It's just a, a shell of something that once held something very powerful. Can I say there's too many people putting junk in their lives? You're watching junk. You're listening to junk. You're, you're filling your mind and your soul with junk that shouldn't be there. Once was power of the Holy Ghost is now filled with just a bunch of useless junk. But where are the saints of God? Where is the passion of the saints? If we're going to be a revival church, we need passionate saints. If you're going to see revival in your family, we need to see passionate parents praying for their kids. Because let me say this, that each one of us is a flame. you got a flame in your life right now. What are you doing with it? Because God wants to build that flame into a Holy Ghost fire. And the fire should be burning bright inside this church. Listen, if you can teach, you teach. If you can help, help. If you can sing, sing. If you can cook, cook. 
If you can serve, serve. If you can teach, teach. If you can preach, preach. Whatever you can do, whatever your hands find to do, do it with all your might. We need passion in this church, and we need passion in the saints, and we need a Holy Ghost fire to be built up. Because there are lives that are at stake. There are souls that are at stake. Stand with me. I believe there's a spiritual barometer that is being placed out in churches now. And God is calling every pastor, I believe, to preach because the time is at hand. I don't want to find saints asleep when God comes. I don't want to be slumbering. I don't want to be doing something else that takes my attention off of him when the trumpet sounds. I will say this to every member of the church. Stop waiting for somebody else's fire to burn bright before yours starts. Stop waiting for somebody else to start worshiping before you start worshiping. I'll even say this. Don't wait for the preacher to get his act together before you try and do what you need to do. Because you're only responsible for you. You can't blame your circumstance. You can't blame whatever happened in your past life. You're responsible for you for right now. Where is that fire? Where is your passion? Has it, has it just dimmed, gone away? me say this, even if it's just a faint flicker, there's hope for you here today. Because God wants to reignite a passion in your life today. A passion for God's house. A passion for praise. And a passion for worship. But above all, a passion for souls. Don't you fall into that age old thinking that it's the pastor's job to build a church. It's his job to be out there witnessing. It's his job to be out there teaching Bible studies. It's his job to be out there knocking on doors and inviting people. Listen, I can't do it all. My schedule would kill a third of you. I don't like it. It's about to kill me. But God is depending on us. He's depending on you. But he needs passionate saints. I'm going to open these altars up. Where are you with your walk? Maybe you haven't spent a moment of passionate worship with God in a long time. Maybe you haven't spent a moment of passionate prayer in a long time. I found this out. My prayers better be passionate when things are going good. Because if the only time I pray passionately when things are falling apart, there's a problem. 
Maybe you just need a time with God to allow that fire to build one more time. Paul said this for you, not the the preacher, for you, not the worship leader, for you. That's inside of me. That's commanded to you. That's commanded to me. So I want to open these altars up. We're going to have a time. I feel the Holy Ghost already. We're going to come up here and give passionately of our praise and worship. Get a hold of God and build up that fire one more time. Build up that fire until there's a breakthrough. Pray until you feel a shaking coming because God wants passionate people in this church. He wants that relationship with you one more time. Come on, let's get a hold of God. Let's give him some passionate praise. Come on, let's get a hold of God. Let's build a Holy Ghost fire in this place. Let's see what God does. Let's see the chains that are broken because of the praise of the people. Come on, get a hold of God. That's it. God, I need you one more time. I just want to get a hold of you. I want this fire inside of me to burn bright one more time. Come on, there's lives that are at stake. There's souls that are at stake. Let's get a hold of God. Start a fire in here right now, God. Start a fire within us, God. 